Hey, as you know, I started a company called Piper Creative, of which I am the CEO with my co-founder and chief creative officer, Hannah Phillips. What you are about to listen to is a new segment we are doing on our YouTube channel called Piper Answers, where subscribers of our show, friends, audience members ask us questions about the business. We get into more detail, primarily with the goal of just trying to illuminate what the process of starting a business is like, the fun stuff, the icky stuff, the boring stuff, the unsexy stuff. It's not particularly glamorous, but we hope that the information is helpful. Uh, really thankful to the three people who submitted questions. If you want to see uh, what this looks like, you can obviously head over to our YouTube channel and check out Piper Answers and our ongoing vlog series, This is Piper. Uh, would really appreciate it if you submitted a question for future versions of Piper Answers. Um, you can submit a horizontal video to hannah at pipercreative.co. Uh, we'll also be taking questions in the form of tweets or comments on those youtube videos as well if you're a little bit camera shy that's totally cool but uh hope you'll enjoy this first segment of piper answers with aaron watson and hannah phillips you're listening to going deep with aaron watson In the interest of transparency, we are doing a segment called Piper Answers. We've had three people submit videos asking questions about our business, how it's going, what we're thinking about, how it works, and we want to answer all of that. If you would like to be in a future episode of Piper Answers, you can submit a horizontal video to hannah at pipercreative.co. We'll make her deal with that. Uh, <laughs> and for me. And uh, in general, like, we want to be an open book. There's, you know, some things we can't necessarily answer, but as much as possible, we're going to be open and forthright. Um, the ask in return for, you know, sharing. The, you're going to see that we're going to share these people's social accounts, um, and that's, you know, obviously a self-promotional op opportunity that people are going to try to take advantage of. Keep the audience in mind in asking the question. Less self-promotion, more value-based question. The same way that your favorite podcast. Uh, probably asks great questions of the guests. We hope that you can do the same and be a part of this. So let's get into Piper Answers. Let's do it. And we haven't seen any of these yet. How, did you look at them? I... Okay, well, we have seen some of these. I looked at the beginnings of them to make okay. sure the audio worked. So I don't actually right. know, like, the whole question. Okay. First question. All right, so you're two weeks into Piper Creative. How much time did it take before your launch to get ready for launch? That's my question. All right. Thanks, Solomon. Um, it took ridiculously fast, in my opinion. I don't know how these things normally go, but it took about two weeks of prep, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I pitched Hannah on the idea of Piper, primarily like the documentary as a service piece, more than six months ago, but that was like, just kind of setting like the very basic groundwork of would she be interested, would she get it, would she be into it? And then I bet it was so long that like you probably even to some degree thought like, I don't even know if that's actually gonna happen. Like maybe you're just blowing yeah. smoke. No, you know what, I, I thought it was gonna happen. I, I had no idea that you were gonna ask me to be a part of it. Um, yeah, so six months ago, he came to me with the idea. About a month ago, you asked me to be your co-founder. 
I said, give me a week so I can get all my stuff in order and make a final decision. I agreed, and we set the launch date for the 26th, which was about two weeks out. So That was stressful. That week was like stressful was for me. I was like, I really hope Hannah says yes. I really hope Hannah says yes. At what point during that week did you decide that the answer was yes? I knew as soon as you asked me that... You was... made me wait a week then? <laughs> I knew as soon as you asked me that I was going to do it. There was like no doubt in my mind. It was more so of me like becoming comfortable with moving on from HP Media okay. and like closing the stuff that I had to do there. So yeah, and then I obviously wanted my, you know, trusted confidants feedback on it. I think that the important thing, like my mentality is kind of the Facebook, like move fast and break things. Like our, I mean, you can even see it from like some of our episodes, like we don't have everything completely scripted out and planned. Yeah. We're in a Panera right now recording this because that's just like where our day took us. But the the instinct to move quickly has served us well so far. But the other part that can't be discounted is like both of us have, I would say we both have like a three-year foundation, not only of like knowing each other, but of the groundwork, like all the podcast episodes I've done, all the Instagram posts, all the paintings you've done Mm -hmm. that like, it didn't start like it didn't seem like we were starting from first base. It's yeah. felt like we we're starting from like second or third. Yeah, base. we've been able to watch each other grow and evolve, and our brands grow and evolve over the years. And just yeah, it was a very easy, comfortable transition for me. Totally agree. Yeah. All right, next up here. Wow, why is your mouse so sensitive? Because I turned up the sensitivity because I heard it makes you more productive. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good hack. All right. Um, should we do this one next? Yes. Okay. This is Piper. This is Paul McNeil, better known as the Crypto Curator. I've got a question for you. As you're putting together this vlogging experience, what are you finding to be the major obstacle for businesses to overcome to adopt vlogging? You know, it was said by Brian Fanzo, iSocialFans on Twitter, to push the damn button. So are you finding it hard to get businesses to push the damn button? Thanks. So I went into this thinking that there would be more of a problem in like, I'm not comfortable with that or like, I don't want to be the face of something. And I think that there's like a selection bias where like the people who reach out to us are kind of, or like that are really into it are kind of the people that don't have as much of a problem with that. Yeah. For a lot of people, it's the cost and mostly for like the documentary as a service. Like I would love to, if I could afford it. And those tend to be the startups that don't have the same type of budget as, you know, a larger corporation. Yeah. I would say cost would be the major obstacle. Um, and then, but we're not really approaching people who would think of any other obstacles like we are approaching people who will get it and who will find it attractive yeah i mean i've talked with people who they even know it like there's a there's a potential client that we're talking to that even created the content actually multiple multiple potential clients have created the content but it's just like sitting in their library somewhere they're doing nothing with it right and it's it's literally just like that last step of accountability because there's accountability to your books because like you'll break the law or you need to pay your employees. There's accountability to your suppliers. There's accountability to the, your landlord. There's accountability to these other parties. But particularly when it's like creating content around your brand, you might not necessarily have accountability to anyone for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what allows it to fall by the wayside. So like something like the Instagram account is is really what we're, we're kind of offering is like, 
you're paying the $400 for it to just be done. Mm -hmm. Like forget the quality of your photos or the other things that we're doing. It's like, I just know this needs to be done and I'm not doing it. Yeah. And that's like a reasonable price it's, to it, get it done. For sure. Just for the, con it's, it's a convenience fee. It's, yeah. I'd love to have Brian Fanzo submit a question someday. So he's been on the podcast. So good, good call out, Paul. <laughs> is this? Yeah. Hey Piper Creative, my name is Mick, and my question has to do with this 2x2 two two grid. If you imagine the y-axis being character and integrity, and the x-axis representing quality of work. Um, as you create content, you strive to create genuine and authentic content, which is up and to the right. And my question is, how can you avoid going down and to the right and creating deceptive content, which means low character and integrity, but a higher quality of work. I've labeled that as deceptive content, but I'm wondering if you agree with that notion, and if so, how can you avoid making content like that? Thanks. Okay. We said from day one that we want to keep it authentic, we want to keep it genuine, we want to keep it transparent. And we've seen with several YouTubers, they'll leave out things, parts of their day, they'll, we said Casey Neistat with Beam, like he didn't show us inside the building of that company. And maybe it's for legal reasons, maybe he just thought it was boring. I don't, I don't consider that deceptive. It's just like s selecting what's gonna be most entertaining to the audience. Same for us, like we, record every single thing that we do and so if we're both just sitting and working on our laptops it's like i mean this is the reality but that's not entertaining um i think that there's like two ways to break apart the question like there's the very obvious like don't lie don't misrepresent yourself sure but that's like too simple of an answer he's clearly not asking yeah. that i think that the way that we and we'll never be perfect i think that's another thing is like we're trying, mm -hmm. we're, we're making an effort to be more transparent than like 99% mm -hmm. of companies that have ever been. But the way that we stay in that upper right hand corner is by understanding and just like mentally committing to the notion that this is gonna be watched in 10 years, mm -hmm. we're still gonna be doing this in 10 years, mm -hmm. in 20 years, in 30 years. Mm -hmm. So if you have that in mind, it's like, most people when they lie or they try to be deceitful, they're generally thinking in the short term because I just wanna like make the best of this moment or this situation. Whereas mm -hmm. if you, when you take a longer term view on things, that's when lies and omissions and all that stuff starts to crumble. So I think that's like our forcing function for authenticity and genuine content. Yeah, and it's also like, if we have a meeting with someone who tears apart our business limb from limb and says like there's a problem with this this and this they have an image to maintain as well and we don't want to include something that's going to potentially hurt their careers yeah we're the only people that have made the like pact to be transparent exactly and we can't, we can't force commit that on someone uh, yeah else. we can't commit other people to that standard um yeah yeah i mean that makes sense Mm -hmm. Great questions. Yeah. Uh, hope we can get more. Send them to Hannah at PiperCreative.co so I don't have to deal with it. It's good with me. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you'll check out videos like this in the future on our YouTube channel and submit a question. Would really appreciate that. Anything that you are curious about in the process of starting a business, the basics, the boring, the 101 questions, we're happy to answer them. And uh, otherwise, have a great day and get excited for some of our forthcoming episodes with a robotics entrepreneur, a SaaS entrepreneur, and a leadership coach. Thanks for listening. Connect with Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at AaronWatson59.